Well, let's grab our Bibles. Um, let's let's. I got a message this morning that um, I got last week. Uh, Pastor Julie asked me to, to preach this morning, and uh, automatically I had a message to preach, and uh, which was good. And then I got back to where I was staying, and I opened my Bible again, and it felt God say, "Hey, that's not the message I want you to preach. This one." And uh, who knows that when a preacher gets a message and then God changes it sort of the last moment, it's generally for the better. We'll see. But um, let's grab our Bibles. I want to talk this morning about seeing the invisible. How? Um, let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And uh, let's just pray before we go. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning. God, for what you're doing in this place, this church, this house, God, I love it. God, I pray that over the course of this year and today, God, that you'll just unlock our eyes, that we can actually see, God, what you've got for us this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I I was really, um, uh, last Friday night, Luke preached the most amazing message anyone's ever heard. Amazing, and it's just so good to have so many young people in this place that can just, you know, we've got like more preachers and more band members and more uh, worship leaders than anyone else, and uh, it's just a blessing to see what God's doing in our youth ministry. So, one, two Corinthians chapter five. I want to talk about seeing the invisible this morning. It says five verse seven. It says, "For we walk by faith, not by sight." Are we there? There, give me. A- who has their Bible? Anyone bring a Bible to church this morning? Anyone? Grab your Bible and put, hit the person next to you. Or oh, everyone hit Jake. No, don't do that. It says, one, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Do you know that as a Christian, the deal is that we walk by faith and not by sight. God says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Do you know that the heart of a Christian isn't to look at what's actually here, but it's to actually go beyond that and to see the invisible. Who knows what I'm saying? That that as a as a believer, as you know, we have this massive, amazing God. Our deal isn't that we come to church, and go, okay, cool, this, right, right, right. We we see beyond that. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. And I want to ask you very quickly: Do not forget how to walk. Do you know when, when we, when we get saved and all that, we, we enter this whole new realm of like, wow, well, I used to think that this is my whole world. This is it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bam, God opens our minds. And we go, wow, there's this whole new realm. And it's, oh, wow, this big kind of thing. And then somehow we sort of go through this and that. And sometimes we forget how we walk. Because the Bible says that we don't walk by programs. We don't walk by step, or we don't walk by these little you know, theories and ways and, and, and this little thing here and, and that if I do this, then that'll happen. No, the Bible says that we walk by faith. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. Do you know, if, if you're not walking by faith, right, it, the Bible says that we move, everything we do comes out of faith in God, that God is a good God and we, we, we walk by that. And, and the deal is, if we're not walking by faith, then what are we walking by? If it's not faith, if we sort of check into church and leave our faith at home, then, then when we're here, what, what are we 
Are we walking out of fear? Are we walking out of doubt? Are we walking out of judgment? Are we walking out of you know, all these other things? But God says, don't, don't walk by what you can see. Walk your whole life. Spend your whole life looking at the invisible. Walk by faith. And, um, you know, it's so good. Uh, I love the ministering the prayer meeting. Prayer is a massive part of faith. And, and if you're, you know, it, you'll, you'll see any man of faith and you'll say, hey, you know, how, how much do you pray? It's like, oh, you know. You, you, and the opposite, you see someone with no faith is how much do you pray? Well, not, not much, actually. I, I watch a lot of TV and, and uh, you know, I, I like to, you know, stare at walls. Or, I don't know, but how much do you pray? Or, I, I don't know, not, not much. And, you know, the, the massive thing about prayer is after we say the amen, after we pray and, and, and do all this stuff, after we say the amen, that's when stuff happens. It's not like we pray and pray and pray and say, God, I want, God, I want to see this whole area saved. God, I want to see all this. And then we pray and we say, amen, and we walk away. That's not the end. When we walk away after we've encountered, actually, we've actually touched God, that's the start. And without the faith to say that God is real and God is big and, and that our way of communicating with God is prayer, without that, prayer is it's just this dead and empty thing. But you know that prayer can be one of the most exciting things. Who remembers when they first became Christians? And all I could do, all I remember the, the first encounter that I had with God and, the, and, and sort of it consumed me. And all I could do was sort of sit in my room and the Bible just sort of jumped out. Who remembers the Bible just jumping, like the words just jumping off the page and sitting in you? And I can remember like spending hours just reading like one line, just kept reading one line. And it's like God gets a hold. And that's through faith. That comes through prayer. And if we, you know, have this attitude of, oh, yeah, prayer, yeah, I might pray, I might not pray. Well, then that's not great because, you know, prayer is faith. Prayer is talking to God. And the moment we say, man, God, this, you know, the Bible says ask and you will receive. That's, that's, the, that's the deal. And, and, you know, once we say, man, that's when God goes, that's when God does his thing. And it says faith believes God. People of faith see what others don't or can't. Faith believes in God. Faith believes. You know how many times you go somewhere and God says this? God, I see your, your church. I see your youth ministry. It's exploding. And, and it's like God, in the Bible, God gives us amazing, amazing promises. God gives us these huge promises, like beyond that we just can't get our mind around them. Garth was talking about this morning. You know that faith believes God? These, these amazing things that God gives us, Faith says, you know what, I actually believe that. You know, the things that God said he's going to do, I actually believe it. People without the faith go, well, yeah, as if. Look at this place. It's like, oh, my God. Like, wow. Like, wow. Wow. You haven't even, or whatever. Do you know? But people of faith, they don't come in and go, wow, cool. I remember when, um, remember Christian McCutton, awesome. He came and preached. He's Phil Pringle's armor bearer pretty much. And uh, he's a great guy. And uh, he was the assistant youth pastor down at Oxford Falls for years. And he told me this story how I was telling how we had a bonfire. And he, he said, we had a bonfire once at Oxford Falls. It was so big. Uh, he said one of his guys uh, worked as a fence builder. And he had a whole truck of just old timber that they had to get rid of. So they took it to the church and just dumped it on the land. And he said the bonfire was just so big that kids were kicking their soccer balls past the fight. And they were exploding because of the heat. And uh, 
Because we told him we had bonfires over there and we like to shoot arrows and start it like that. He goes, no way. And I said, no, actually, no way. We can't do that. And he goes, oh, what? And, uh, but we should, Simba, shouldn't we? We should get like a, shoot it up there and get an arrow and shoot it. We, you know what we should do? We should get a giant salmon, right? We'll get a giant salmon and we'll douse it in like petrol, all right? And we'll sail on the veranda and we'll shoot the salmon off the veranda onto the bonfire and start it like, by like, giant salmon thing with that ollie can we work on that next next time frank let's work on that next time we have a bonfire giant slingshot we're gonna get like one of those things to just do that and just just hoist this doused in petrol salmon towards it has to be on fire though too <laughs> the salmon would have to be on fire a flaming salmon and uh that will be cool so next bonfire that's what we'll do we'll get like we'll get steve because he's a fireman and you need uh Last bonfire we had, we had two fire trucks. Uh, they came, and uh, and we oh, we were freaked out. And uh, they, I think they just wanted to see a fire, didn't they, Frank? They were just bored. They're playing PlayStation, and they okay. And uh, yeah, Christian McCutton came, and uh, the first thing he did, we walked up once onto the the veranda, and he he looks, and he just stands off the side of the veranda, and goes, "Wow, look at." this land wow look at imagine what you can do look what you've got and and i actually as he said that i took a step back and went he's a man of god who doesn't see what's actually there but sees through the invisible his faith is enlarged he sees what's going to happen because we live in a realm that's here but god god's outside of time god's god's not in our time god can see and men of faith see what isn't there. And I just stood back and went, wow, you know, you can tell that you're a man of God. Faith steps out not knowing. What's going to happen? How are we going to do it? I don't know. How are you going to, you know, God might be saying, you know, I want you to go into your own, start your own business, or I want you to step out and enlarge by this way. How are you going to do it? I don't, I don't know. Faith steps out not knowing. When Peter was on the boat, he didn't step out and go, okay, well, I've got my little chart here, and it tells me that, waters this many and if i put my foot there in that kind of way then i should stand no peter just on the boat and said hey jesus if you say step out then regardless i've never heard anyone else walking on water but hey you're there and i'm here and you say step out so i'm just going to do it with not knowing faith it's just it's it's like a blind obedience god says do this and we don't you know we try to do the ads in our brain so well God says do this, but that means that, and oh, that doesn't, oh. But it's like, that's not what God, God doesn't say when it all adds up, when it all looks good on paper, when everything's right, then step out. It's like, well, that would never happen. Like God, you know, faith steps out without knowing. It's like this, this, what's going to happen? I don't know. How, how are we going to, I don't know, but I do know that God has said step out. And it says here, to walk is to move forward, right? It says, we walk by faith. To walk is to move forward. It says, so if, I, if I'm moving forward by faith, I'm not staying where I am right now. Where we are right now is not where we will be next week. Where we are next week is not where we'll be the week after. Faith moves forward. It says, we walk Walking isn't, you know, if I'm stationary, then I'm not moving. But God says we walk 
by faith. When you walk, you move forward. God always wants you moving forward. Just because it worked like this last week doesn't mean it'll work like that this week. Just because that worked last week doesn't mean it'll work this week. And the Bible talks about, you can, you can search the Bible, it talks about moving forward. Now, the, the, you know, the saddest thing about some movements is that they get stuck where they are. Well, this, this worked in the 1900s, and this is how God moves. And it's like, well, hang on. The Bible says that we walk, we move forward, we step out, not knowing, by faith. We're always moving forward. And it says here, if we walk by faith, check this out, if we walk by faith and not by sight, so if we do walk by faith, right, this is how I move through faith, I'm walking by faith and not by sight, then check this out. I need my faith to get bigger. I need my faith to enlarge. If that's how I move forward, if that's how I, that's how I journey through life by faith, we walk by faith, then it would make sense to me that for me to keep moving forward, I need to always be enlarging the faith inside of me. Does that make sense? If I, you know, if I want to go ahead and want to do all this stuff, then it makes sense that the faith inside of me has to be increased. It cannot stay where it is right now. The faith inside us has to always be getting bigger. The moment we say, no, I've got enough faith. I've got enough. I don't need to pray. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to do all this stuff. Well, then that's the moment that you'll just stay where you are forever and ever and ever, and, 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 and people just hit flying by you. That says, we move forward by faith. If we move forward by faith, I need more faith. I need more faith. And it says here, where does faith come from? Anybody? McDonald's? Um, Westfield? Shooting a summit? No, it doesn't. It says here, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This, this is, this book is where faith comes from. This book is, is like, it's like Jesus like this book's like when, when Jesus came, it's like Jesus got a body and, and got this book got a body and got arms and just started walking the planet. This is the power of God. We need to not just see our Bibles as something we carry around and go, yeah, when the preacher says turn to this, we turn to it. But this is like, this will increase in large, you know, it, 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 this, this, the Bible, we need to read our Bibles. Bibles aren't just to take to church, just to read, uh, you know, and, you know, we don't read the Bible like it's a book. We don't just, you know, some people um, watch about five hours of TV and it's like quarter to 12 and they go, oh, I better, I better, I better, I'm a Christian, right? So I better read the Bible and we open it up and we just sort of go, yep, yep, good, God, good, 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 God's good, yep, great, Peter Hill, good, good, great, and we sort of go to bed. Do you know, like we sometimes, who sometimes does that? Well, I've got to be a good Christian, I've got to. Do you know the Bible, like God says, you don't read it just because you have to read it. And I've found that the more you read the Bible, the more you want to read the Bible, and the less you want to watch, and the less you want to, you know, I, you know, this book, once this book gets inside of you, nothing can persuade you. Nothing, you know, people can say, hey, it's not going to happen. Hey, this isn't going to work. Hey, you're crazy for doing it like this. We go, you know what? I, I, I'm not listening to that because I know that the Word of God is deep inside of me. And it says here, Jesus walked and lived by faith. Jesus walked and lived the whole thing by faith. And it says, I love it in Mark, if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark 135, it says, now in the morning, having risen a long, this is Jesus, Jesus says, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, 
he departed out to a solitary place and there he prayed. Do you know that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, before anything happened, before the whole day started, woke up mega early by himself, left where he was to a quiet place and prayed. That tells me that prayer is an essential part of who we are. Faith comes two ways. It comes through reading the word, getting this Bible inside you. Oh, yeah, I read the Bible every now and then. I just flick through it. No, and then, and then, and then, and then prayer. It's, it's the only way. Jesus, the Son of God, wakes up and goes to this place by himself and prays. I want to ask you, when was the last time that you woke up and prayed? When was the last time you said, hey, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go for a walk and actually pray. When was the last time you said, well, I'm not going to sleep in this morning. I'm going to set my alarm and actually get up by myself, by myself, go somewhere and pray. Anybody? Oh, gee. Or Phil Pringle, four o'clock every morning, man of faith. And it's, it's like, I'm preaching this to me. Like when, you know, the, the deal is, Christians have this amazing thing that they can see beyond. We can see the invisible. But so many times we go, well, I'm just going to watch TV and Bible. Yeah, yeah, I'll read you when I get to church when he says or whatever. And then pray, yeah, I'll pray to you, Lord. I'll pray when I'm driving uh, or whatever. I'll, I'll pray when I'm, I'm doing this. I'm in the shopping center. God bless this. But I'm talking about, because we, you know, we say sometimes, oh, yeah, I pray all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, like praying when you're driving, that doesn't really count. And praying. Well, you know, but praying when you're in the shower, God, I just, you know, that's all well and good. But I'm talking about an actual time when you say, you know what, I'm waking up before anybody does anything. I'm going to get by myself. So many times we go, I want this faith. I want what they're talking about. I want that faith. I want faith. And, and, and it's like the opposite of faith is like fear. And that the fear of if I do step out, and it all goes bad, what will people think of me? If I do step out and it doesn't work, oh, you know? The deal is, if you, the, the more you step out, you know, you'll, you, if you try a lot of things, you'll fail a lot of times. Failing is a part of stepping out. If you don't ever step out, you'll never fail, but you'll never get anywhere. You know, nobody puts up monuments and, and to people that doubt and, and, and criticized. Nobody remembers those people. Nobody remembers the person that you know, pointed fingers at Thomas Edison when he was trying to inv- invent the light bulb. They remember the man, but they don't remember, you know, faith. Fear will stop. Fear, fear, fear won't just stop. It'll kill faith inside of you. And it says, we, it says here in 2 Corinthians 14, 16, it says, um, while we do not look at things which are seen, but things... Let's just go there. 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 8. 4. No. Hang on. 2 Corinthians 4.16. One of the best ways to read your Bible is to get a, a yearly Bible reading plan. And uh, it's so simple. It's like 40 minutes, 20 minutes a day. And uh, you can read the whole Bible in like a year. And because uh, you know, sometimes you can read the Bible and go, "Where do I start? How do I, how do I get through that? that that's like a mountain. It's like a, you know, because I don't know too many people that, you know, it's like reading, you know. But if you get like a, a yearly Bible plan, I remember when I was little, um, I, I, I remember getting uh, read the Bible like three or four times 
into this. Just through 20 minutes here, half an hour there, just before I got up. And reading the, getting a whole overview of the Bible in a year, amazing. And uh, it's well worth it. Oh, and, uh, okay, so it says here, seeing the invisible. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, seeing the invisible. It says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Which is awesome. Let's jump to one more scripture. To um, to John. Anyone here's named John? John, do we have any Johns? Anyone? Anyone else's middle name John? Anybody? No? Luke's middle name's Ronald. Gas middle name's Andrew. Yeah. That's good. So, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, John... Chapter 16, this is powerful, and this will help you to um, be totally awesome. Me and Luke and Garth and Jilly are thinking of starting our own band. that We're going to tour like Oasis did back in the 90s. We want to call it the Awesome Summer of Love. Do you like that? Luke thinks Preparation H. I think that's stupid. Anyway. We want to be like a band and just... No, we, we probably won't, but we might. Okay, it says, um, John 16, verse 5. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, Jesus says before he goes that uh, when I go, uh, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And you hear the disciples in here going, No, Jesus, don't go. Don't go. Like, you're awesome. Like, check out. We could have, like, pool parties and, like, you could just... Rock up and we could all like walk across. I mean, how cool would that be? Everyone just be freaked out. We just, you know, imagine like we could get like our budgeting, budgeting, catering budget would like just halve. We could just like just have a party and you just pay for it all and we walk on whatever. Go, whoa. And the disciples say to Jesus here, Jesus saying, I'm going to go away. And they're saying, no, don't go. And uh, Jesus says here in John 16, verse 6, it says, It is to your advantage that I go away. It says, for if I do not go, the helper will not come to you. And this is the deal. Uh, the helper is the Holy Spirit. And with the Spirit of God as a believer in our lives, the ho- Jesus says it's to your advantage. This is to your advantage. If I go, it's to your... You know how God's always, always trying to give you advantages. Always trying to get you in a better spot. Like always trying to upgrade. Always trying to give you a bigger... A, a better life than what we have right now. And the deal, Jesus says, it's to your advantage that I go because the Holy Spirit will be your helper. Do you know, uh, the, the deal, we, we as Christians, you know, they say that you're, you're burning, you're, you're burning. If you don't have any oil, if a fire has no oil inside it, it'll just burn out. And the deal is when, when we get the Holy Spirit inside our lives, it's like this oil that we just, so faith, moving in faith becomes so much easier. But without the Holy Spirit, it's like, how do these guys, I, I'm just not even there. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it's like, I can't, I just, I don't mean to, but it's like, I get this, I just, I, I don't want to step out, but it's like, I'm, I'm made to step out, I can't even help it, but God's moving me forward. And it says, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. Isn't that a powerful thing? That the, it's not our we as believers aren't the ones who should be going around convicting people of sin. It's not our role as believers to go and say, you're in sin, you're in sin, you need to do that. The Holy Spirit says, I will convict of sin. 
And so many times we have Christians going and say, hey, you're this, you're that, you're this. No wonder young people have this, uh, well, people have this advantage, this viewpoint of church is that they're, they're the long bony pointing fingers. The, the Holy Spirit is the one that will convict people, not us. Our role is to love people. Our role is to look beyond all this stuff. I loved, um, I follow, uh, Pastor Chris Pringle on Twitter and she's huge about, um, whole tiger woods thing she said do not throw stones you know our, our job isn't to throw stones and go yeah 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 you bad whatever our role is to is to act like christians and to love and to forgive and to to embrace and uh to 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 love on people instead of instead of being the ones who go well if you had read your bible if you had been at the prayer meeting you would know that you know that's wrong you shouldn't you know but yeah, we are a people that through the Holy Spirit, through faith, love, regardless, just love Jesus. When he walked through the town, just loved people. Didn't, didn't make a difference who, who they were, just loved people. And it says here, this is so powerful. It says in verse 13, it says, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you. He will guide you. Well, how, how do I do? I don't know. How do I, I don't know. How do I start a business? I don't know. The Holy Spirit, when he gets inside of you, will just guide you. He'll just move you. He'll just get you there. And, you know, you, you see doors opening. And, and it says here, as we move down, it says, he will tell you of things to come. Isn't that a powerful thing? It's like things to come. He's going to tell me of things of the future, things to come. The Holy Spirit, when he becomes your best friend inside you, will tell you of things to come. Let's go to one more scripture as we're closing and I get um, a piano player. Is that Lisa? Yeah, good piano players. Um, I think that most soccer players probably play piano as well. Okay, let's. Um, where are we going? That's not true. Um, because I'm pretty awesome at the piano, actually. Plays harp. Um, where are we going? Um, oh, 2 Kings 6, sorry. I was just thinking about how, how I could further tease soccer players, but I won't because I just love, we love soccer players. Don't point fingers at soccer players. They're people too. And uh, love on them. No, you can, that, that's the, it's, Jesus says love all people. But, well, it's like in brackets, you know, it doesn't matter. It says at the bottom, yeah, you've got your little notes at the bottom of your Bible. If you get a study Bible, it says soccer players aren't included. No, it doesn't. Our soccer team's awesome. Our soccer team's going to be the best soccer team ever. Rich, I know it. You're going to win. And I know that when you win the grand final, you'll beat me up. And, and then I'll, I'll sing. Okay, so 2 Kings 6. And I haven't got time to read the story. But the deal is the Spirit will tell you of things to come. You know, remember it's to your advantage that Jesus should leave, that the Spirit should come. It's to your advantage. The Bible says that He will guide you into all truth. Awesome. You know, truth. The best way to live. It's true. Uh, and, it, and, and, and that He will tell you of things to come. Who wants to know of things to come? Or who wants to be like, just sort of driving with no lights on at night? It's, it's dangerous. And it says here in uh, 2 Kings, there's a story of a king, the king of Syria... And the king of Israel, I need, Garth, can you just stand there very quickly? You can be the king of Syria. You're the king of Syria. You're a bad, bad man. You're evil. Luke, you can stand there. You're the, um, you're the king of Israel. 
You're a good, good man. And uh, Jake, you are, you just, just stand where Luke was, just there. Just quick, that right there, bam. You are, uh, who do you want to be? Some awesome. Batman. Batman. This is, you, you can be um, Elisha. You're Elisha the prophet. Okay, so this is the deal. There, there's two countries. It's like when two tribes go to war. And uh, just like youth, we actually do this in youth, but we stand them up and we say, who do you think is sexier? Okay. How many times have we done that now? Like 10? And uh, we love it. And okay, so that's one, ki- that's one country. He's the bad country. That's the good country. Okay, and then we've got a prophet, Elisha, right there. Jake's the prophet. Okay, this country is trying to kill this country. Okay, easy. But Jake is the man who, uh, he, this guy's trying to plan. He's going, I'm going to get this country. I'm going to go down here. I'm going to, I'm going to get them there. And Jake goes to the king, dude, just quietly, don't go there because this guy's going to get you. And, and, and then sure enough, they go there and, you know, they're saved. And then again, it happens again. And, and Jake says, oh, hang on, Israel, don't go down there because check it out. There's the big ugly dude, Garth. He's down there. He's the king of Syria. Don't go, don't go down there because he'll, he'll get you. Um, that's the story. We're there. Good. Gone. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That's the story. We're there. We're under two kings going there. And it says here that the king of Syria, Garth, evil Garth, sends his whole army, entire army, just full of like archers, readied with burning salmon and, you know, just uh, big horses and chariots and all that gears, all that. Garth sends his army to surround Israel because that's where Elisha the prophet's staying. He's staying in Israel. And then Elisha's, Elisha's got a little servant. Is this, is this story, am I, are we going okay? Are we still there? Elisha's got a servant and he wakes up one morning and he just does his, oh, it's a good day, it's going to be a great day. And he opens his blinds and see the whole town just surrounded by guys with giant burning salmon. And he's free. He goes, ah! And he's scared, as you would be if you woke up in your house and there was like a whole army around you with giant salmon burning, ready to ignite. You'd be freaked out. And it says here, um, it says, alas, this is the guy, the servant, alas, my master, what shall we do? And this is the deal that, oh, no, let's move on. Hang on, let's move on. Stop. And it says, but Elisha, Answer and says, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Um, this is, this is how it is. People, the prophet, the, the servant boy, he, he, he's just going about his day, doesn't have the eyes of faith, doesn't see what the man of God sees. The man of God, comes out and looks at the army, goes, yeah, 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 that's okay. And he prays it, open his eyes. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and, and chariots of fire all around. And instead of, you know, instead of this physical army, Elisha saw through eyes of faith and he saw a huge, a massive army that dwarfed that army, the Assyrian army, made of fire and guys with chariots and like God's army. And he says, you know, don't, don't worry about seeing what you, what, you know, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Just because you can't see it right now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And he says, do not fear. And he, and he prayed 
for the servant. He says, Lord, open his eyes. Do you know that us as, as believers have so much opportunity, so much potential right here, right now in every part of our lives, but we wander around without faith, not knowing, not seeing, seeing the, the physical is in front of us when God says, you know what? Don't look there. Don't look at that. Open your eyes and see beyond that. See the big fire, the big, you know, all, all heaven's army right there that's backing for you, that is fighting for you. It isn't, it isn't for them. It's for you. And this is the, this is the prayer that he prays that Lord, that he would open, open his eyes that he may see. That's, that's our prayer. Lord, open our eyes that we won't just be people that look at the, the, the natural. We don't just go, wow, oh, cool, we're at church again, whatever, yeah, great, whoopee. No, no, that our eyes will be open and we will see the invisible. You know, I believe this house could be a house of 10,000 people. I honestly, why? Because, do we want it? Because ten, No, because there's 10,000 people all around us that are hurting and dying and their family and their kids are going awry and all this stuff's happening. They need a God in their lives. They need love. They need people that will reach out to them and say, hey, you know what? You're awesome. Hey, do you know that God has a better way for you in a non, totally non-critical judgment kind of way? And that's the deal. God says, you know what? I've got so much. If only you would step out and see that, you know, your life, you know, could be so, have so much possibility. Every one of us has the same deal. God's saying, step out. Be, don't be, do you know, the, 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 the servant, he didn't see it. He was hanging out with the man of God. We can come, we can hang out with man of God and still not see it. No, 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 I come to church. I, I, you know. But then he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And, and then you'll, be, you'll find that the, the people follow men of faith. If you become a man of faith, a man that has a Holy Spirit, that God is leading your workplace, you'll end up as the, as the boss. You'll, you'll end up climbing to there. Because people want faith. People don't want people that are doubting and fearful and, you know. Faith acts. Faith is the last point. Faith acts. Faith doesn't just come to church and say, cool, preacher, what do you got for me today? What do we do? The moment we leave this building, that's when our faith should kick in. That's when, we, when we're walking through Westfield and we see, you know, somebody, you know, Luke does all the time when he sees someone at checkout, hasn't got enough money to pay for their groceries. He says, I'll get that. Don't worry about it. You know, God loves you and just walks away. You know, faith acts. Faith is being a part of a team at C3 Tucker. Faith is getting on board with, with you don't want to be in the greeting team. Or you, you want to, uh, come, to the prayer, come to the prayer meeting. You want to be in the worship team. Faith acts. Faith isn't a stationary thing. Faith moves. And if you're a young person or a person with faith inside, faith acts. Faith sees people hurting and says, hey, can I help you? Can I, can I be there? Can I you know, do whatever I can? Faith steps out. Faith is bold. Let's just all stand as we as we close. And uh, I just want to pray right now. Dear Lord Jesus, God, you are the God that sees beyond. You see the invisible because we can't see it here. God, you have it already. You've seen it in heaven. You've seen, it's all around us. God, I pray that you have given us so much opportunity. You've given us endless amounts of potential. God, it's just right there. It's right there. Every one of our lives, potential is right there. And God, I pray right now, God, I pray right now, God, that you would open our eyes. God, that you would open our eyes that we may see. 
God, that you would fill us inside. Inside, God, you give us you give us the power. God, you give us the Holy Spirit inside this deep-seated faith. God, that we can see, God, what you're doing. God, that we can move in your spirit. God, that we can move in your spirit. God, that we can move in your spirit. God, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Right now, let's just lift our hands very quickly. Just as we finish, Lord, I pray. And I, I just want, as the band starts to play a little bit, I just want you to say, hey, I don't want to be like that servant. I don't want to not see it. I don't want to miss my life. God, I want to be the best and the biggest that it possibly can. And just because I can't see it now doesn't mean that it's not there. Just because I can't see what's happening, God, doesn't mean that it's not there. God, open my eyes. Let me see the unending, unlimited possibilities. God, let us grow as as our entire church to, to move beyond where we think we ever could. No eye has seen, no ear has heard the great things that, God, you have planned for those that love you. God, I pray, God, that you would open our eyes. God, open our eyes. Come on, let's just, God, open our eyes that we may see. God, that we may see, God, the heavens. God, that we may see, God, the chariots of fire all around us, begging us on. God, that we can be full of faith, full of faith, full of faith. Jesus, God, come in a powerful way. Come in a powerful way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's just sing a little bit and we'll give it back.